Hello, my name's C.S. Punch, author of Serene Empowerment, Spiritual Solutions for Managing Stress. This is my first podcast on Anchor FM, and this episode I'm going to be talking about restoring our peace of mind at times of crisis. And at the time I'm recording this, uh, Sunday the 31st of May 2020, most of the world is in the middle of a huge, horrible crisis right now. The serenity prayer plays a big role in 12-step recovery programs. And as my program, which is called the 12 Stages of Serene Empowerment for Alleviating Anxiety and Managing Stress, was inspired by 12-step programs, the serenity prayer also plays an important role in my serene empowerment program. And as many of you may know, The serenity prayer is, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as the pathway to peace. The dictionary defines serenity as the state of being calm, peaceful, and untroubled. So in other words, the prayer is saying, grant me the state of being calm, peaceful and untroubled so that I can accept the stressful things in my life that I can't change. Accepting hardship as a pathway to peace is a big ask for some of us and a big no-no for most of us because our natural inclination is to run away from pain and mask it with some form of pseudo-pleasure. Often it takes courage as well as serenity to accept the things we can't change, the things that are beyond our control such as traumatic events that occurred in the past, unexpected social situations um, like the sudden outbreak of a global pandemic, for example, or political crises that have direct consequences for our personal lives. Changing the things that we have the power to change in our daily life is sometimes less stressful than having to accept that they're or other circumstances and situations that are beyond our control. Um, You can perceive that solution lies in the reverse. So, in being able to allow and accept the idea that unexpected situations will sometimes conspire to disrupt our best laid plans, Being able to allow, accept and even embrace this idea is a step towards eventually gaining that state of being calm, peaceful and untroubled. That very elusive state. Serene empowerment is obviously about serenity and power. When we feel that we're not in control of our lives, we feel helpless and powerless. And this illusory feeling of powerlessness is at the root of most of our problems within ourselves and within our relationships with each other, on a personal level and within our societies as a whole. But we're empowered when we're able to allow ourselves to feel what we feel, even though we may judge or label our feelings as negative sometimes. We're also empowered when we accept what we feel and don't try to resist it. We're disempowered, of course, though, if we act on these negative feelings or make decisions when we're in the middle of feeling these feelings, or when we speak from this negative mind space. But there's nothing wrong with allowing ourselves to feel what we feel, 
as long as we don't take it out on anybody else. We have what I call our original self and what I refer to as our surface personality. Our surface personality is made up of our character traits, perceived strengths and weaknesses and how we define ourselves. For example, we might define ourselves by our race, by our job title, by our gender, ethnicity, nationality, family relationships, health diagnoses, physical appearance, and so on. Our surface personality is the self that feels pain, hurt, stress, anxiety, and turmoil. Our original self, which some may call the soul, is the self that's never been wounded, never been hurt, and exists in a perpetual, trouble-free state of calm, serenity and peace. It's the self that we always have access to, but many of us don't know it, it exists. This self lives in a state of pure awareness and acceptance, otherwise known as unconditional love. This self is open to all experience, is aware of all experience, and it transcends all experience. It's a state of being where no judgment and no resistance exists. When people say they want to find themselves, the original self is what they're unconsciously looking for. They know that something is missing, and what's missing is that connection to their original self, or the realisation that the original self is their true identity and that their surface personality is just a role that they've assumed for this lifetime on Earth. The original self doesn't need help, but the self that we think we are, our surface personality, almost can never be helped because its reason for being, its purpose, is to look for problems to solve and to pretend to try and solve them. Our surface personality lives in a state of constant judgment and resistance. It thrives on drama, and although it may look to fix itself or improve itself, it can never really be fixed because its default setting is fear. But our original constant self doesn't even need fixing or healing. In fact, our original self heals. The surface personality is always changing. For example, example our behaviour and our attitude might change according to who we're with. You could behave in one way with your mother, another way with your partner, another way with your co-workers and another way with your children. Our personality might change as we age, as we go through different things in life, as we develop from infancy to childhood to adulthood to middle age to old age. As Alice said in the book Alice in Wonderland, I can't go back to yesterday because I was a different person then. You may experience illnesses and traumatic events which affect our personality, so our personality is never constant and our moods may change with each passing day or even with each passing hour. As a surface personality, our likes and dislikes change, our preferences change, our beliefs change, our opinions change, but the original self accepts and is open to everything. Some traditions call the original self the witness or the observer. This self has been the only constant part of our identity. It was around when you were a baby, it was there at the age of four, 
ever-present during our adolescence, twenties, thirties, and it's continually present now. It was present before we were born into a physical body and it will continue to exist after we leave the physical body. There's a Zen riddle where the student is asked by the master, show me your original face, the one you had before your mother and father were born. One of the keys to serenity is being able to contact, experience and be consciously aware of this original self, this state of pure awareness and acceptance. First you make contact, then you experience it, then you learn to be consciously aware of it all the time and then you become it, you embody it. A lot of our energy is spent on resisting things that are beyond our remit to change. It's often futile, frustrating and depressing. Resistance to what is creates suffering on top of the actual situation that's going on. However, when we accept that we feel helpless, frustrated and depressed about situations without acting on these feelings, and we give ourselves permission to feel frustrated, helpless or depressed without judging or condemning ourselves, this is a first step that will eventually enable us to transcend these feelings and move closer to the constant self and the state of calm, acceptance, serenity and peace. The mind can choose to focus and identify with the problems of life or it can choose to focus and identify with the sacred space that is our original self through which problems can be dispelled. We can't deal successfully with problems from the level or the consciousness where they were created, as Einstein said. When we view our problems through the lens of our surface personality, they can seem insurmountable. But when we view life through the lens of the original self, clarity and inspiration results and situations can be healed. The Loving All Method, as taught by spiritual teacher Michael Langford, is a stepping stone towards being able to maintain a peaceful, untroubled emotional state, no matter what sort of turbulent situations we may be experiencing in our daily lives. However, it might be perceived as somewhat challenging for some because it's a radical practice of unconditional acceptance. Unconditional love is built on unconditional acceptance and unconditional love is another term for describing divine love. As a species, we humans are more prone to conditional love. So from the off, this exercise is a bit of a challenge. The Loving All Method is an unusual meditation practice in that you can do it while you're engaged in other activities and while you're going about your business during the day. You don't have to set aside a special time to carry it out. It's more of a living, mindful practice. In summary, the Loving All Method involves accepting and embracing everything you experience exactly the way it is. This includes accepting, allowing in, and embracing all your thoughts and emotions exactly as they are. 
However, accepting and allowing all your thoughts and emotions doesn't mean acting or making decisions from a place of fear, stress and worry. It's just giving yourself permission to feel exactly what you feel. The more completely you accept whatever it is you're feeling, easier it is to eventually let that feeling go. The Loving All Method also includes accepting and embracing your body exactly as it is. Whether or not you have a diagnosis or health condition and whether or not you perceive yourself as being overweight or too skinny or too tall or too short. The Loving All Method involves accepting what you see and accepting how you feel, whether or not you like what you see or what you feel. And it involves emotionally accepting everything that happens, whether it's pleasurable or not. There's a certain emotional freedom in allowing yourself to feel your negative emotions completely. Once again, it's not emotionally freeing to react to others via your negative emotions or to make any decisions, big or small, from that emotional headspace. In the beginning, if you can't accept and embrace the bad and the ugly things as freely as you can embrace the good things you may be experiencing in your daily life, he says you can first practice the method by just emotionally allowing everything that you experience to be exactly the way it is. After about a month, Michael Langford says you can practice emotionally accepting everything you experience just the way it is. Then after that, you may be ready to begin practicing embracing everything that you experience exactly the way it is. This practice involves being present to everything that occurs without trying to escape. Besides, our situations will still be there whether we emotionally accept them or emotionally allow them or not. Practicing the loving all method doesn't mean that you don't protect yourself when you're in danger. It just means you accept and embrace the circumstances of having to protect yourself. He says, if someone were to try to punch you in the face, and if you'd normally duck, you'll also duck while practicing the loving all method. Loving the fact that someone's trying to punch you doesn't mean you won't duck. You also love ducking to avoid being punched. This is a quote from a training manual for counsellors and therapists. Acceptance is the initiator for change and the first step of transformation. Practicing the loving all method doesn't mean that you don't change the things that need to be changed. When you need to change something, you embrace having to change it. He emphasises that the loving all method refers only to our emotional responses to circumstances and not to our external behaviour. We emotionally accept what's happening rather than emotionally rejecting it. But if there's something we need to change or do and it's within our power to do so, we do it. For example, if an injustice occurs, we emotionally accept that an injustice has occurred. But if it's in our power to rectify that injustice, even though we have emotionally accepted it, we still will work towards undoing that injustice. We emotionally accept negative things that happen, but if we can simultaneously put them right, we do so. Energy that was once used to emotionally resist and reject circumstances can now be used to correct and solve situations or our perceptions of these situations. 
you can get the full description and practice instructions of the Loving All Method from Chapter 12 of Michael Langford's book, The Most Direct Means to Eternal Bliss. It's available for free as a PDF on the internet, or you can buy the book at Amazon. And I believe the Loving All Method also features in the same in a different book by the same author, and that book's called How to Live a Life That Knows Only Love. In the next episode, I'll be giving a brief introduction to the 12 stages of serene empowerment. I hope you found this helpful. If you'd like more of the same, please subscribe to this podcast. And for more information about serene empowerment, visit my website, sereneempowerment.co.uk. Thanks for listening.